Hello and welcome to the ETOF21 Sports Podcast. My name is Eric. I'm the man behind ETOF21 Sports. You can find my work on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Wow. Can you believe August is almost over? I mean, it just seems yesterday we're in March. But I'm not going to lie, it feels great to have sports back. What a weekend. MLB, NBA, NHL, UFC, NASCAR, horse racing. It was great. Who would have thought all the way back in March, like I was saying, that this would be happening in August? I mean, it is just insane. Um, On a side note, I was really pumped because Friday I got a Peloton, and now my Peloton doesn't work. And beyond frustrating, customer service is completely awful. That was one of my big selling points was how good the customer service was. And I have to say, my experience with Peloton has been a nightmare. A complete and utter nightmare. Um, but hopefully that gets taken care of. Um, we have a great show for you today. Uh, Jason, a.k.a. Bully the Lion, is going to stop by. Him and I are going to talk a little NHL. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, great show. Also, once I have an idea what the NBA matchups are, I'm going to be going on the That's What G Said podcast later this week. Him and I are going to be breaking down the um, first-round matchups. I'm looking forward to that. Um, So I'm not going to be doing any much playoff talk about the NBA bubble, but I am going to be giving my thoughts. Um, Product has been great. As anyone that has followed me knows what a great start it's been to the NBA restart. I'm over 23 units, hitting at 69%, so it's been great. Most of you guys know that I shut stuff down after the All-Star break. But, I mean, like I said, it's been great. People are trying. There's effort. And the teams that aren't that good are involved. So you get a max effort from most of the teams most every night. As I mentioned... On the That's What G Said podcast, live betting would be a great option. During this, we've hit some great dogs. You know, we've parlayed them. Because the service I offer is paused due to the COVID-19 pandemic, I'm not sharing those plays because they happen quickly. I don't have my Telegram set up right now. But if you want them, you want to be put on the DM list. If I have a live play, just DM me. Always free to share. I've never really been an Elvin Gentry guy. I made a ton of money, always been the under his team total for his teams. You have Holiday, Ingram, Ball, and Reddick, and Josh Hart. That's good enough for you to hang around and be the eighth seed in the West by the time Zion was ready for the go. With the start of the season, they were just too far behind the eight ball when Zion got back. Then looking how he managed Zion, 15 minutes, 14 minutes, then he jumped up to 25-22. That's Alvin Gentry overreacting to what the media was telling him about not playing Zion enough. And then... He just, he, he's just not that good of a coach. You know, he just doesn't get everybody in the right spot. Memphis is building something special. They have a good young coach, John Morant, jo- Joshua Jackson, two stars. They need a wing. Plus, I'm not a Dylan Brooks guy. He's a role player off the bench. He can't be your starting two if your team wants to compete for a championship. They got three good pieces in Morant. And Jackson and the coach, they just need to add some shooting. Also, I remember when I suggested the Pistons get TJ Warren. Now the Suns trade him for cash in the second round of him. Important to remember, Warren refused to come back in the game when he was injured for the come back from an injury, so the Suns had no choice but to move him. 
but the market was so low for him it was silly. Now he's a star of the bubble and getting popularity. I mean, that was just a bad situation. I mean, he was hurt. Sons offered him an incentive on made threes. He just refused to come back, and that sent a bad taste in everyone's mouth, and nobody wanted him. They had to trade a second-round pick in him for cash just to sign Ricky Rubio, which is crazy. I mean, he could So they gave up basically nothing to get rid of him. They, excuse me, they gave up, yeah, I mean, basically nothing. I mean, they, they got nothing back for him. Uh, the Zion picture, picture going around, obviously Photoshop. There's no way he was that jacked and comes back this heavy and overset. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge's free agent values took in a huge hit. Spurs look insanely better without him. More spacing, more ball movement. I got a person I know in the Spurs organization. They told me they had a deal set where they're going to trade him back to Portland. But Portland basically backed out in the last minute. The ball's moving. More modern basketball. It's not to Aldridge, Aldridge when he's backing down. Spurs just look like a way better team. And the Rosen at the four I actually really like. Someone made a comment, positional basketball is gone. I totally agree with it. Um, in terms of Mello, he's playing great. Let's not get it twisted. No one wanted him after he left Houston. That's why he was out of the league. It wasn't because of the media. Everyone in the league is say, saying he's an MVP, not MVP, Hall of Fame player. And he got blackballed by the league, by the media. But that wasn't it. It was the GMs that didn't want him. I mean, he's a great player. He's doing great. He's a Hall of Famer in my eyes, and it is what it is. But he's definitely, because of the cap situation, won't be back in Portland next year. Uh, lastly, my boy, Derek White, is going to get paid. Game 1, 26, 8, and 5. Game 2, 16, 6, and 7. Game 3, 22, and 3. Game 4, 23, 3, and 7. And only playing a half against the Pellies, 16, 3, and 3. Averaging 20.2, 4.4, and 5. And you saw how much the Spurs just missed him. I mean, he's definitely going to get paid, and he's been playing at an insanely high level for the Spurs in terms of the restart. All right, so now we're going to shift our to the NHL and welcome back Jason, a.k.a. Bully the Line. Jason, how's it going today? Good. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Um, How's stuff uh, down south, man? Because... We had tornado sirens were just going off here up in uh, Chicago. Oh, dude, it's been it's been hot, man. It's been close to high nineties, man. Last couple of weeks had some thunderstorms come through, so but that's usually typical for this uh, this part of the area. Also, had a we had an earthquake uh, on Sunday too, as well, which is really rare for this area. And it was actually felt it pretty good too. Uh, early Sunday morning, so you do a Google search, you'll read all about it. So that's pretty much the been the, the oh, wow. big news of the weekend. Wow. Um, so we're here to talk some NHL, and I have to say I've been pleasantly surprised with the NHL restart and the total product. What do you think of it so far? Oh, it's been great. I mean, it, just every single day, just great action. I'm, I'm, like I've said, I've always been a big hockey fan, so um, I love the action, man. Every single day, starting at noon, uh, you really can't you really can't beat it, man. Playoff hockey is one of the, I think, one of the crown jewels of sports like you just really can't beat it compared to other sports and to have it every single day start at noon uh it's almost like a dream come true oh it's great i mean off the air you made a great analogy when you and i were talking it's basically like march madness that's been one of the best yeah. analogies i've heard that's a great analogy by you um 
so how's betting going so far during the NHL restart for you? Yeah, actually, NHL is actually one of my better sports uh, compared to the other ones. MLB has been uh, pretty much kind of hurting the bankroll a little bit. So if, uh, if you ever see any MLB plays out on the Twitter feed, just go ahead and fade those. But uh, as for the NHL, it's been fairly good, man. Um, actually, you know, uh, pretty pretty surprised, pretty uh, uh, pretty happy with it so far. So hopefully that continues. Okay. All right. So let's uh, let's dive into the first round. We're going to be going matchup by matchup, just kind of spin our thoughts back and forth. And also, it's important to remember that after every round, they're going to be reseeding the teams. Um, yeah. Let's start off with the Flyers and the Canadians. The Flyers are minus two twenty favorites to win the series. The Canadians are um, plus one eighty. What do you think about this series? Yeah, uh, the Flyers are one of the, those surprise teams that I, you know, that came out of the, you know, out of the round robin. Um, they're one of those teams. They covered the puck line in all three of their matchups. Uh, they only gave up one goal uh, per game. Uh, so Brian Elliott and Carter Hart, man, they were stellar between the pipes, man. And um, you know, they're right now they're six to one to win uh, Stanley Cup, which is pretty good price. Uh, and I like for that trend, uh, you know, to continue against the Canadians. So that's a lot of juice, um, you know, for that uh, for that series. But uh, the Flyers are hot right now, um, and you know, when you have two pretty good goaltenders, um, not allowing goals against really good hockey teams, uh, that can be scary moving forward. Uh, and I look for the Flyers, you know, to continue that trend. I mean, for me. I mean, I love Price. I'm a big Price guy, and if he gets hot, he can carry a team. But with the Canadians' lack of goal scoring, I mean, who's going to score for them? Yeah, you know no, what I mean. Absolutely. They have no one that can put it back. They were over 12 on the power play during the uh, the restarts, and I mean, their slow starts. They got outshot 32 to 13 in the first periods, and if you get behind this Flyers team, I mean, it's over. Yeah, you're you're playing catch up, you know the you know the entire time. Um, so yeah, I, I like the you know the Flyers, you know moving forward. I mean, betting wise, I definitely not, maybe if the Flyers get up 2-0, I'll take the Canadians in Game Three as uh-huh. a small play. I mean, both these goaltenders are pretty good. This may be one of those ones where I can play one of my little no goal first period bets in one yeah. of the first games or one of the pivotal games if there are any. Um, so you and I are both kind of in agreement, agreement that the Flyers will win this one pretty handily, like a 4-1, probably? Yeah, I would say that. Okay. All right. So now now let's dive into the Lightning and the Shocking Jackets. The Lightning are minus 230, and then the Jackets are plus 190. Are the Lightning going to get a little revenge from last year? Uh, I, I do. I think so, man. I think they're going to have a... Know, a chip on the shoulder that's you know it's a rematch from last year's playoffs which they were swept 4-0 um so i look for them to dominate from the start man and, and i think that, you know, and i think that's going to be one of those games where i might be playing the puck line um every single game with uh, the lightning um i, I like them I, I just think they're going to have that uh, that revenge on their mind from last season and you know the the, the blue jackets they they blew a lead against them they believe they were they were uh, up three nothing, like late in the third period in Game Three against the Maple Leafs. Blew the lead, lost in overtime. Lucky to come back the next game and able to, uh, you know, to able to dominate that in that elimination game. Um, so I, I, 
that's it's one of those things I think uh, Tampa Bay is going to be just too much for them. Okay, I mean, the Jackets. I was looking at they lost twelve of fifteen before the bubble, the before the uh, the shutdown. Um, I just another team. I just don't know where the goal scoring is going to come from. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean they're twenty eighth in scoring, twenty seventh in the power play. I mean, you do have a hot goalie coming into a series. I mean, maybe they'll be able to sneak out game one. I mean, they're currently at plus 155 on five dimes. So, to me, that's kind of enticing at that price. But I just think with the revenge factor and the Lightning's offense, I think the Lightning are going to get it done, too. Um are you a little concerned, though, with the Lightning's offense, though, in the round robin? I mean, they only had six goals, but their but their goal goalie play has been great, though, and during the restart. Yeah, um, they're, they're definitely going to need to, you know, step that up. And I don't know how uh, much of the, you know, the, how much they really were putting the effort into these round robin games. I mean, they were already in. Were they really caring about seeding? Uh, you know, I really don't know, but that. But, I mean, they're there, and they have that talent that can put them, you know, into that next round. And, and I think I'm just going to go with the revenge angle here. And, okay. Um, and hopefully they don't uh, – they were they were the team last year, and they didn't do it. So um, you never know. So, But I think I think they can, you know, take that revenge and go to the next round. Yeah, because I, I believe, like, my wings lost the first round in the late, late 90s. And then they came back, and they won the cup that year, if I remember correctly. Um, so let's go to a, this matchup's one of the interesting ones for me. The Caps versus the Islanders. The Capitals are minus 145. Islanders are plus 125. Um, a little revenge here as uh, Barry Torts is coaching the Islanders, and he was the coach for the Caps when they won the Cup. Um, what do you think about this one? Yeah, this is one that um, I would definitely look at the Islanders, man. You know, at the plus money on this, this you know, on this uh, on this matchup, uh, like support. Uh, Gary Trotz is one of those uh, defensive-minded coaches, and that's what he does. Is he grinds it out, and uh, the Caps do have that firepower, but it always seems like the Capitals always come up short in the playoffs. Um, so, uh, to me, I like the value on the Islanders. Um, in this series, just with that defensive and that defensive-minded team and grinding out, and then also playing against his former team, there's going to be something there. There's, you know, they're going to want to still step it up for their coach. This is one I would actually look at the dog uh, here. In yeah, this matchup. yeah, I like the Islanders here. I mean, have they announced if John Carlson is going to play for Game One yet? I have not seen it uh, come through. Um, they probably will announce that. Tomorrow. I would guess tomorrow, since that game's on Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, so they might announce, they announce that tomorrow. And, I mean, Ovechkin didn't have a goal in the games. They were 1-2 and two in the restart. Holtby is pretty much their only option because the backup has been ruled unfit to play. And he was – Holtby was bad this year, you know? Yeah, I mean, that, yeah, that's a huge question mark. If something happens to him, they might have to go, uh, you know, grab someone off the street almost. Uh, that's the kind of situation that they're in. And, I mean, then you have to factor in the quarantine, like, legitimately. Like, what are they going to do if he goes down? I mean, his save percentage yeah. was only 897 during the regular season, and he only had 25 wins. It was 925 during the restart. I mean, I totally agree with you. I just think the Islanders are going to do their thing, just roll out four four lines, 
three solid defensive pairs and just just grind out a victory. Yeah, absolutely. I that, I, I love the dog. I love the dog, and you know, you know, in, in this matchup, um, it would not surprise me one bit to see the Islanders come come out come out uh, into the next round in, in that matchup. Yeah, they they look good against Florida. Yep. And now another rematch uh, of last year's conference finalers. We got the Bruins sitting at minus one fifty five, and the Canes at plus one thirty five. Bruins zero three on the restart. You think uh, and never held a lead either in any of the games. You think uh, you think history is going to repeat itself, or the Canes are going to be a little bit more competitive this year? Yeah, I mean, with that price, man, at one forty five, um, I like the I like the Bruins here. Uh, yeah, they played three horrible games, but they had one of the best records, um, you know, in the regular season before the restart. They had forty-four wins, um, and also the Canes faced uh, an overrated Rangers team that a lot of people were on. Lundqvist shouldn't even be in the league, so I think maybe that that, uh, that price on the Canes. I think I think it's a little bit of uh, what do you want to call it? Um, I think there's a lot of I think I think they see the Canes and they you know they came through. They came and dominated. And now they face a real goaltender in the Bruins, and at that price, that's a that's a low price for a very good hockey team. And I like the Bruins, man, at one forty-five. And the Canes are my team, uh, so uh, I'm going I'm going to take uh, the Bruins here, man. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with them, uh, even though they played some horrible games. I I just can't beat that price for for that type of hockey team. I mean, in my notes, I have. Wait after game one. If the Bruins lose game one, take the Bruins at the series price. I mean, that's kind of what I'm thinking. I think they'll they'll regroup. I think they've just they just haven't looked that good. I mean, they had the second best power play during the regular season, zero and nine in the restart. I mean, this team just hasn't hasn't clicked, and we've seen yeah. that with a couple teams in the NBA bubble too, and the NHL bubble. Um, Keynes, I mean that top young trio that of the top line played good. Um, defense is deep, but I mean, there I don't even know if Hamilton's going to play for them. I mean, they got some question marks too. Yep, I could easily see the Keynes playing game one, but I totally agree with you. I'll I'll look for a Boston series price if they get down by one game. Um, that, that's that's one of my favorite matchups in the playoffs. I think that's going to be a great series. Um, oh, for sure, for sure. You know, the next couple weeks. Kane, I, I like what they're doing in Carolina, but Bruins just have that pedigree. You know what I mean? Yep. They just have that pedigree. Um, Now let's look at this matchup, the Knights against the Blackhawks, one of the more intriguing ones. Um, I'm in the suburbs of Chicago, and it's crazy how everyone went from hating the Blackhawks to now they're everyone's team, and I've seen all these Kane and Taves shirts around. Um. The Knights are a hefty minus three twenty five, and the Blackhawks are a plus two sixty five. Those are some big, pretty big prices. Yeah. Um. What What do you think of this matchup? Oh, I, it, this has high scoring written all over it. Um, you know, they, you know, Chicago was second in the, you know, right now second in the restarting goals. Vegas is number three, so they're they have they're scoring a plenty. Um, I mean, they're going. Chicago's going to need to control the pace in this game because Vegas scores early and often. Uh, that's and that's been kind of their game plan is to get teams down early. That's why you usually see, you know, a lot of. That's another good prop to look at is the over, even over two goals in the first period. I, 
you know, is even a great bet uh, with with these two teams. I, you know, I could easily see them scoring three in the first period, easy. Um, yeah. And that was one thing, um, you know, in the last series, Chicago came out and, you know, in the first game of the series, they can't score four goals against Edmonton. Um, so, I mean, they, they, these two teams score early enough. This has goals written all over it. Um, but I still think Vegas is, you know, one of the better teams. And, I, you know, I'd look for them to, you know, do a number on Chicago. Um, it was funny, though, like that first game. I don't know. Did you watch the first game with the Blackhawks and the Oilers? Uh, I, I did not. I, I, just, I just saw the box score. Um, the, oh, my God. The Blackhawks had this awful change to go down 1-0. I mean, it was god-awful. I mean, some <laughs> guy just came on the ice. And, like, as I said, I live here. I'm texting all my boys yeah. in the area saying, oh, God, look at this. And then they just rattle them off. My phone's blowing up. Um, <laughs> the Knights have averaged 20 scoring chances per game with eight different players scoring. Power play has been great. 27% of the restart. But... Penalty kills struggled during the regular season. You know, where it was 26. Uh, they have one of the better goalie tandems in the league right now. Um, Blackhawks, 5-5 five five situations during the regular season was awful, but the offense looked insane, like you said, against the Oilers and was able to put them away. I do think that the Blackhawks, because the, the um, Knights are not that hot on the penalty kill, if the Blackhawks can win the special teams battle. I think they can put up a fight. And you got Crawford, who's a Stanley Cup winning goalie, and he looked better as the series went on. I could see this series going six or seven. I mean, I agree with you. I think the Knights are going to win. But I think this series could be a little bit closer than the price than the price says. Yeah, and if that series does go, you know, that you know, that's six or seven, anything can happen at that point. Um you know, so the odds will definitely be, you know, if you're feeling Chicago, if they're, you know, looking, you know, looking hot later on and, you know, later on in that series, you're going to get some good plus money um, on the Blackhawks in, in that series. Yeah, I mean, the Lightning, the, excuse me, the Knights are kind of like that Lightning team um, a couple years ago, the ones where they played uh, the Red Wings, I think the series went 4-2, and yeah. you're able to get some pretty good prices on the Wings, they're always plus 175 or north in that series, so... I'd definitely be looking to strategically fade the Knights, and if I could find a decent price for a prop bet for them to win the series 4-2, I think I'm going to jump on that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's a great strategy. Um, Now we're going to go to the Avs versus the Coyotes. Another big price. Avs were minus 290. The Coyotes were plus 245. Um, Where's your head on this one? Yeah, man. Um. One of the stars you really need to um, really look for is Darcy Cooper, man. He is um, pretty much carried the Arizona Coyotes on their back against Nashville. Uh, he was injured in December, um, but he came back. Uh, you know, had the you know had the break for the for the virus. Has come back, and man, he has been a brick wall for Arizona. Game one, he had forty saves. Game two, had twenty four game uh, twenty four saves. Game three had 39 saves, uh, and, game, and in game four had 49 saves. So he's becoming one of those hot goaltenders that's going to get hot during these playoffs. So he had 152 total saves. That's 24 more shots than the, than the next closest goalie. So he pretty much almost had five games under his belt. Um, and Nashville was just clearly the better team um, in that series. They just couldn't get anything, um, you know, in the net. Um, and so. 
and as you know, in the NHL playoffs, when you get one of those hot goalies, you kind of need to I, – I kind of like to ride those goalies. And looking at the prices for the Coyotes, they're 33-1 to to win the Cup, 14-1 to to win the West. Um, I think they can easily pull an upset here. I would – you know, Colorado's a, you know, an inexperienced team. Um, you know, they're, they're on the younger side of the NHL. I think it's going to be a good series. And, you know, I would maybe throw some, you know, throw some money down on the Coyotes. I mean, you hit in the head. I mean, you have a hot goalie against a young team. I mean, for me, that's a recipe for disaster. The Avs' weapons do kind of scare me, but the Coyotes were outshot by 163 shots total. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's insane to me. Yeah, yeah. That was one of my bets. I I bet on the uh, Predators, and I was watching this game, and and just unreal shots, man. I couldn't believe it. I... I mean, his save percentage was 9.33. I mean, the Coyotes will do what they do. They will look to slow the game down, and all it's going to take is one goal for them to grind it out. And when you have a young, inexperienced team, if they get that early goal, put on some scoreboard pressure on them, I mean, I could easily see them sneaking out this series. I think this is going to be a competitive series that goes seven. Absolutely. They they could easily parallel uh, last year's Blues because no one really knew about uh, Jordan Bennington last season came out, you know, and they were upsetting every single team they came, you know, came through uh, to win the cup last year. And no one knew who, you know, who Bennington was last season. So this could easily be a, a little bit of deja vu from last season and, you know, kind of evolving into this season. So you never know. But I, I love the prices on Arizona. Uh, there, there's someone I'm really looking to maybe throw, throw down a couple bucks on. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely definitely going to look into that. Um, now, the next one, we have a very interesting one, um, the Stars and the Flames. This one's basically a pick em. The Stars are minus 115. The Flames are minus 105. Where's your head on this one? You know, I'm, uh, I'm kind of leaning um, the Flames in this one. Um, Dallas has kind of, kind of struggled. Um, you know, coming into the into the round robin, and I really want to see. Also, I want to see a Canadian team do well. Uh, since you know, we already had the Maple Leafs eliminated, we had Edmonton gone. Maybe want to see a, you know some some of that Canadian presence uh, with the Flames. So hopefully they can pull it out. But it is a pickup game, um, and I, and, I, and I like the Flames to kind of uh, move on. If I had to, if I had to choose one, I really. Um, don't really have a side to be honest, uh, but I would lean the Flames, uh, you know, in this matchup. I mean, I think for me, this is just going to be one of those ones where you can kind of, I mean, price hunt, and you can kind of go back and forth in terms of um, just finding both series at plus money. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. team gets down plus money, you can kind of nickel and dime it. The one thing I don't I just don't think the Jets are that good and I kind of feel that the Jets kind of made the Flames look a little better than they actually are. Uh-huh. And I just I mean maybe this is just me. I feel the Stars have the edge in goal goaltending and defense. And for me that's what I look like and maybe I'm biased cuz I have the Stars a star future, but I think the Stars win it in 7. I mean I'm okay. always going to lead lean D and uh, defense. Um, yeah, that, that's going to be one of those series I kind of stay away from and just kind of watch from afar and just enjoy the hockey because I, I really 
don't have a dog in the, in, in that fight. So um, that's what I'm just going to kind of enjoy and sit back and just watch, hopefully watch some good hockey. So I'm, I think it's going to be one of the better series. I think for sure it's all okay. seven. Um, and now we're going to the last one. We got the Blues, who are minus 210, and the Canucks, who are plus 175. Uh, where's your head on this one? Yeah, I'm, I'm all about uh, the, the Blues, too, on this one. Um, they had, uh, the, the Blues did not play well um, in the round-robin series. They lost all of their, uh, all of their matchups um, going into the playoffs. So they're kind of limping in. Um, this, could, this could also be one of those, um, maybe like a Stanley Cup hangover. Now they're going to be playing for real. And Vancouver could actually you know, sneak out. Um, sneak out a series win. I could easily see a upset uh, happening here. Um, you know, in the playoffs too as well. Vancouver, um, they're not a team to kind of uh, to kind of sneak up on. They they did well against Minnesota. They're a defensive minded team, and they were able to eke out those you know those four to three victories, those overtime wins. So just able to get the goals when they mattered, um, and they could easily do that against the Blues. I love the Canucks in this series. I absolutely love them. I'm going to play them in game one. I feel they have all the momentum. Blues looked like one of the most complete teams during the regular season, but they've been bad. They lost three in a row in the restart. And I just feel that the Canucks are just, kick, are just kicking on all cylinders. Their young core has been playing great. Fourth in power play, 16th in penalty kill. They have all the momentum. Their goalie, 96.4 save percentage, which is insane. And is um, Tresenko, is he even going to be healthy? You know, because he's been battling injury all year. And that's the that's the main guy behind the Blues. I, Blues. I'm definitely playing the Canucks at a price and uh, for the game and the series. Yeah, I think, I, think that's a, I think that's another one of those series that could be an upset that a lot of the, that a lot of the experts aren't picking. Jason, thanks for coming on. Always a good good time talking to you about about hockey. Why don't you tell everyone where they can find you? Yeah, uh, you can give me you can give me a follow on uh, Twitter at Bully the Line, and then also Instagram at Bully the Line Bet. So you can check me out there and follow some follow some free plays on there. Awesome, man, guys! Make sure you check them out. Thanks for coming on, and uh, look forward to having you on again. All right, thanks again for having me, man. Appreciate it. Again, if you guys aren't following Jason, make sure you do him. There's few guys on here that are straight, knows, don't do any bullshit, and Jason's one of those dudes. So make sure you are following my boy if you're not following him on Twitter and Instagram. Definitely knows his stuff with the stick, the NHL, and this is his time to shine. So make sure you're giving my boy a follow. That's today's show. Um, I'm going to be going back to Michigan to help my parents out with some stuff. I'll be doing my best to post stuff, my plays. Um, if I don't post stuff or late, hey, I'm helping out mom and dad. Can't hate that. Um, I'll be back on Saturday doing the NFC South with Sterling, a.k.a. Silver Star Sports. So that's today's show. Be safe, stay well, and wear those masks, people.